0: As I've already referred to there's a lot going on this morning particularly within uh, the 1045 service and uh, we have a dedication. Uh, We shall be sending three students off to university. Uh, We shall be praying for children as they uh, move up in groups. We shall be praying for Sarah Sarah Jane and uh, the the children's work team and the youth team as they begin uh, a new term. And we should be acknowledging what people do within the fellowship here to make things happen. And so there's that sense this morning that it's one of those sort of stand-alone Sundays. And, uh, you know, there we're at the beginning of a new term, if you like. We're at the beginning of a new season. And we recognise that this is a significant season. In two weeks' time, yes, there'll be somebody else here standing here, coming with a a peak, as they say, and just looking for the future direction of ministry here at Breton. And I hope we're together in prayer about that. And Wednesday evening there will be a whole church gathering for prayer here in the church, praying for the future and future direction. But I want to just reflect for a few moments this morning on who we are and what it means to actually belong to uh, Breton Baptist Church. And I'm going to do that by first of all sort of reflecting on a couple of verses in Mark's Gospel and then a couple of verses in uh, the book of Romans. And uh, the first one is from Mark chapter 3. And it's the. part where Jesus appoints the twelve disciples, where he calls those to be who he wants to be with him. And so in Mark chapter 3, we read these words from verse 13. Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve that they might be with him And that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. Very clear, very succinct, very direct. Jesus has a purpose here. What does Jesus do? He calls them first of all into relationship. He calls them to be with him. He calls these people to be with him, to share their lives with him, to enter into a relationship with him. That's what they do. He does. first and foremost, he calls them into a relationship. If you are part of Bretton Baptist Church, then you are in relationship. You're in relationship with Jesus, through your faith in him, but you're in relationship. To this church by your presence here. Secondly, he gave them responsibility. He gave them the responsibility to go, to go out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. And I can, almost, I can immediately see the gulps that people have got at that statement. But what is Jesus? What is Jesus telling them to do, asking them to do? First of all, he's, he's asking them to tell God's story. Just tell God's story. Just tell God's story of how it's been working out over the years, over the generations. Just tell God's story of how it impacts your life and of what you see and of what you experience. In a sense, that's what preaching is. It's telling God's story. It's illuminating God's story. But then he also calls them to stand against injustice. To stand against injustice. And to have authority to drive out demons. Okay, we could get sidetracked and we get into that as to what Jesus is actually meaning there. But Mark is summarising things here. Later on in the Gospel and in the other Gospels, it speaks that he calls them to go out to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cleanse the leper, and to cast out demons. I've just summed it up, to stand against injustice. To stand against all that which opposes the justice of God and the purposes of God. It's interesting in Matthew 10... Where Matthew summarizes this commission, he says, Freely you have received, then freely give. He says, Out of what you have received, then you are to give. You are to give. So he's called them into a relationship, he's given them a responsibility, and he's created, thirdly, a community. He's created, first of all, the first Christian community here with these disciples. We call them a disciples, we call them apostles. Our autumn teaching is going to be around the theme of creating community together. What does it mean to be a community here at Brent Baptist Church? What does a community look like? What are the principles behind community? Where in community do I fit in? What are my responsibilities? And so forth. But that begins in October, October the 7th. There's other things between now and then. So Jesus calls them into a relationship. He gives them responsibility and he creates community. I want you now to turn for a few moments to Romans chapter 12. And to a few verses in that passage. I'm intrigued that uh, in my Bible, on this section that runs from verse uh, 3 through to verse 8, it's given it the heading of humble service in the body of Christ. Humble service in the body of Christ. Let's read a few verses from verse 3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, according to the grace given to each of us. And I'll stop there. Paul picks up the theme of the church being community. And being that community by likening it to the body. Though many, you form one body. I was going to say look around you and see the diversity but it's not quite so evident here at the nine o'clock service. But maybe over the summer as we have been one congregation you've perhaps become more aware of the diversity that has grown within Bretton Baptist Church. The diversity that we have within our congregation a diversity that wasn't there five years ago and the change that there has been. Ethnic, cultural, social, economic, gender, age. That richness of diversity, there are people here from different countries, different backgrounds. There are people who worship with us who English is not their first language. And yes, they struggle. There are different people here With us who are on a different social, economic plane. Different aspirations there. The diversity. And so, though many, we form one body. But Paul says it's in Christ. And what is it? It's Christ that draws us together, isn't it? It's Christ who brings us together. It's the Christ whom we worship. It's the Christ whom we honour. It's the Christ whom we serve. He is the one who brings us together in his body, in that diversity. He draws us together. And it's Christ who binds us together. But then Paul says something very challenging in these verses. And each member belongs to all the others (coughs) hear that for a moment each member belongs to all the others I don't know about you but I find that quite challenging or very challenging there's a sense in which we can easily drift over it because we like to skip it and we like to move on and talk about the gifts and whether we've got gifts of prophecy or whether we've got gifts of teaching or, or what have you. But here, I believe Paul is saying something very significant and very pointed. And very significant and very pointed for us at Bretton Baptist Church at this particular time. I'm not sure and I don't think that Paul is saying that I'm owned by everyone else. Or that you are owned by everyone else. I don't think that's what Paul is saying. Is saying, in terms of ownership but rather that my life my life is lived in a dependent relationship to others within the body. I need you and you need me. You need the person sitting next to you and the person sitting behind you and they need you. We do not stand alone we do not stand in isolation. Just think of your of your body for a moment. I don't know whether you know, but there's 206 bones that make up your skeleton. So uh, so Google tells me. Don't get don't run away with the fact that I'm extra knowledgeable. It's only what, uh, what Google tell me. But there's 206 bones that create your your uh, your human skeleton. What is your femur without your tibia? It's nothing, is it? It's just a bone. It can't fulfil its purpose without without its tibia or its patella. they are the bones in your leg, the principal bones in your leg, if you are puzzled. There. If I took my femur out, there's no way that I could walk. Well, I might be able to hop. (laughs) I'm not even sure that I'd be able to do that. But you see, there's a relationship and there's a dependence that each and every part of that body will fulfil its function and fulfil its place within that body. Paul, I believe, is stating here that there is a responsibility within the body of Christ. We all have a duty to play our part because others are depending upon us. When I don't play my part, others miss out. If I didn't turn up on a Sunday morning, you would probably heave a sigh of relief and go home. But that's it. But there's a responsibility to play our part. But then there's an independence within the body of Christ that others will take their place and fulfill their responsibility. Take this morning for an example. You, majority, have just simply arrived. Some of you have rushed in just before 9 o'clock, some of you have rushed in just after 9 o'clock, but you've got here. There's a group of musicians that arrived. Don't know how early they arrived this week, but let's say quarter past eight, along with a, c- a couple of technical people at the back. They unlocked. They were here on Friday evening as well, preparing for today. Were you greeted at the door when you came in? Pete was on the door and I think she- and um, Maureen, that's it, we're on the door this morning. You are greeted at the door. There's somebody called a duty steward this week. Do you know who it is? It's good old Nick sitting down at the door. He's got a label on, duty steward. Now he's the one, if the fire alarm goes off, tells us all what to do. He's the one who, you know, should unlock and then locks up at the end. But you see, it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. It's good, good. there's Mark here. You know, who's visited the gentle ladies this week, this morning? Yeah. Mark's the one who cleans them. Do you know how your chairs get out in a nice straight row? Mark puts them out. Do you realise that there's no rubbish on the floor? Because actually Mark goes around after the Sunday morning service and he collects all your coffee cups that you leave when we do have coffee <laughs> and your bulletins that you don't take home off the floor and he either recycles them or he leaves them for other people to take or he puts them in the bin or he washes them down and so that every time you come in here it looks clean. We come there's an interdependence and there's a lot that goes on. You've had a bulletin. Keeps you informed. Do you read it? Is it worth Marion doing it? Is it worth Edna coming in and folding it so that you can have it in your hand on a morning? What Paul is saying, there are no passengers in the body of Christ. There are no spectators watching from the sidelines as others play out the game. We are all in the game. So what has this got to do for me at the beginning of this new season of changed? Well, get connected, joining in. The word connect gives us the idea of being linked to, joined to, relating to, united with, of being coupled with something or with someone. You know, an electric plug needs a socket. It's connected there if it's of any purpose. My response this morning is twofold. And it builds on the second phase of our strap line, which you all know, and you all know by off by heart, is by love one another. Give glory to God, love one another and make Jesus Christ known. That's our strap line if you need reminding. First of all, Jesus calls us into community. Bretton Baptist Church, being part of a community is all about making and building Relationships. And just by being here, you are entering into a relationship and a community by your presence. And we'll be developing this theme over the next two months of October and November. But two things you can do to start immediately. Make a decision, as we enter in this new term, That every Sunday you will make the effort to come alongside someone different at coffee time. Yes, hopefully there will be coffee next week. Hopefully the kitchen will be back up and running. That you won't just talk to the same people. But that you will embrace something of that diversity around it. Let's get over the embarrassment of whether someone has been coming to BBC... For two weeks, six months, five years or a lifetime. And begin to make new connections. Now for some this will be the hardest thing ever. For others it will be no problem. Hi, I'm David. Nice to see you. I've been here for 13 years. I love this place. I hope you've enjoyed it this morning. Lovely to see you. Would you like to come to have a cup of coffee with me? Yes, you would. I, yeah. Yes, so would I. You know, it's, it can be quite natural. It can be quite natural. Maybe you don't love this place. And you can't say something like that. But to say something positive. You don't always have to begin by saying, Oh, I haven't seen you before. You could just simply say, Hi. I've seen you around, I don't think we've actually spoken, we've actually talked. How about just sharing a coffee together and getting to know one another? There are ways. And this is an introvert who's talking. This is not an extrovert who makes it, who finds it easier. If I expect others to include me, then I need to also include them. It is not one way. Second thing we can do about building communities is join a connect group. Presently we have 10 small groups meeting in people's homes with the purpose of connecting us to God through worship and word, each other through discipleship and care, and to the world through service and mission. David, where are you? Would you like to come and join me? If you didn't know, this is David Norton. You've been around Bratton for a long time, haven't you, David? One or two years. One or two years, that's it, yeah. But what do you like best about your Connect group?
1: I like the fact that uh, we meet every week and we just get to know each other at a more detailed level than we can on a Sunday morning. And it's just great to uh, know the joys and sorrows of people's lives and it's great to have some fun together as well.
0: So what what happens? What happens in your Connect Group? Because you meet on a Thursday morning, don't you?
1: We meet on a Thursday morning because most of us in our group have reached that magic age when we don't have to go to work. We've been to work all our lives, but we've just moved on. (laughs) And uh, so we're able to meet in the church on a Thursday morning in the long room, which we happily do. And we try to follow faithfully the three areas that David's been mentioning. Relationship with God, principally, we do that through our Bible studies together. They vary, which sometimes do, um, you know, DVDs and all the rest of it. Um, Relationships with each other, and that's really great, just getting to know people enjoying sharing in their lives the joys and the sorrows and we're certainly down to grandchildren these days and getting involved that sort of thing and then last of all we turn outwards to the world in our group ancient as we are every every month there is a group from our team that go out to kestrel court and take a service there there's also a prayer time from our group two we have the leaders of the Andrew Goodman support group, and so we find out from them. And probably the highlight for me last term was the fact that we had from Crimea, Pastor Luda and Daughter came to share all about God's work there. Absolutely fantastic. So even though we're ancient, we still look out.
0: <laughs> okay, excellent. David, you, you, you facilitate the group along with John Hastings. What does that, what does that entail?
1: Well, it's very kind of you to say that I facilitate the group. John does all the hard work. And I just sort of, I'm there, you know. We have a little chat and so on. But John sorts out the calendar. What we like to do is to have a variety of speakers so it's not just the same thing every week. Within our group, we've got a number of people who are quite happy to lead that session. It's good just to have different styles, different ways of approaching things, And uh, that's good. And, of course, my tree chief and primary role is to make the tea and coffee.
0: Okay. Very important. Absolutely. And and, and get the biscuits or cake or whatever?
1: No, there are others who do that. They're (laughs) they're the fiend. Right, okay. Excellent,
0: excellent. Okay. Why do you feel it's important to be part of uh, a connect group?
1: As uh, Bretton Baptist is the size that it is, we can't possibly get to know each other that well. If we can say hello and remember names, that's quite an achievement. In a group, for us, it's about 12, 15, something like that. We can really share with each other at a depth that's reasonable. So we know the joys and the sorrows. And it's absolutely fantastic, as I looked back last term, a number of us have had really difficult, substantial physical health problems. We've been able to share in that. We can send emails round and pray for each other. At the same time, we've also been able to rejoice for those who rejoice. And again, I go down to grandchildren, exam results, going off to university, all those sorts of things. It's a depth of knowledge you can only get with a smaller group. It's great.
0: Thank you, David. Very much appreciate it. Let's give David a round of applause. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to know more about connect groups then speak to me afterwards or drop me uh, an an email and we can get you connected uh, as soon as you like and there's there's groups that meet at various times during the week evenings and during the day. The second thing we can do is find our place of service within the body of Christ. Where are you in the body of Christ here at Bretton Baptist Church. Jesus gives his disciples something to do. There's a story entitled, Whose Job Is It Anyway? This is a story about four people, named Everybody, Somebody, Anybody and Nobody. There was an important job to be done, and everybody was sure that somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it, but nobody did it. Somebody got angry about that, because it was everybody's job. Everybody thought anybody could do it, but nobody realised that everybody wouldn't do it. It ended up that everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could have done. I did think about uh, illustrating that here at the front, but I didn't actually get it prepared, so that's the story. Within the bulletin this week, there's an insert. Are you who we are looking for? Are you who we are looking for? I could have doubled that. I could have doubled that in terms of the opportunities that there are within the body of Christ here in Brighton to serve. Could you be responsible for overseeing the duty steward team? Could you be a duty steward? Could you make tea or coffee? Could you be part of the energised team or the Brighton Youth do you realise that, that we have over a 100 young people aged between 0 and 18 on our registers for a Sunday morning? Over 100? Let that sink in for a moment. What an opportunity to help shape, develop and mentor young lives. Some of you here have the wisdom of years. How about giving some of that wisdom to our younger generation? Sarah Robinson would be pleased to hear from you as she's overseeing the youth work at the moment whilst Rachel is on maternity leave. You'll be fully supported. You won't be just dropped in it. The same with children's ministry. SJ is new into the role. She's got lots of ideas. She's got lots of enthusiasm. But she's looking for people to support her, not just on a Sunday morning, but also in the week, if we can. Café. A glorious opportunity to meet with people within the church and within the community. Regularly, we serve between 50 and 60 lunches. There's about a 50-50 split between people from the community and people from the church. Over, the la- over this year, it may be not necessarily be a recommendation, but I've done two funerals through people who've come to the cafe and had input into their families and into the bereaved there. Who knows where that might go? We've been able to come alongside a, per, a couple within the community who've gone through a very sort of traumatic time in terms of the illness. We've been able to pray with them. We've been able to journey with them. We've been able to share the scriptures with them. We've been able to give them a, the Bible, which they're now reading. There are glorious opportunities. Could you be a kitchen helper? Could you be a waiter or waitress? Could you come in and wash up, clean up? Connect groups, as we've already mentioned. Do you love hospitality? Then could you open up your home to a new, to a new connect group? Or could you help lead or a facilitator group? How about just simply being part of one? There are many opportunities. I could go on to speak about the opportunities in terms of worship in terms of musicians or singers or technical people, in terms of the welcome team, in terms of Breton Fellowship and the pastoral situations and supporting Amy in that, or Hamptons East. Many, many different opportunities. I always come back to this one quote in lots of things. It's a quote by Hudson Taylor. And he used it rather in the direction of finances, but I use it in a wider perspective. just simply says, God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply. I find that challenging because there have been points over recent months where we've not been sure that we could run our children's ministry on a Sunday morning. and that they would have to stay in church. There have been points during the last six months where we've had to consider, does something have to close? Now we have to ask that question, well, is this God's work? Is this God's work? We come back to that picture of the body that each and every one of us has a part to play a part to play in that body, we have a responsibility and there's a sense of mutual dependence. I'm going to ask Rob, who's been taking notes there or on his phone, he's going to come and and pray, to pray for the fellowship in the light of what I've been sharing uh, this morning and then we're going to include with, with worship. But if anything there you want to pick up with me or pick up with the people, whose names are on this sheet then please do thanks Rob
2: yeah Father I just want to start by thanking you for everyone that you've brought here today and those that you'll bring to the, the second service in, in a few minutes time Father I just thank you that you have called them to, to be here uh, this morning and just to hear those messages but two familiar lines sort of Come to me, David used them earlier on. Love so amazing, so divine. Demands my soul, my life, my all. Father, I just pray that you would help us consider our relationship with you and what is a fitting response to all that you have given us, that love so amazing. Father, I thank you that you made us with unique gifts but that we would learn, Lord, that however we might look at ourselves and feel that we are not worthy and we can't contribute, Lord, that we would look with a pair of eyes that says, what we give back to you, Lord, you can mould into some of the most amazing things. And you can mould what little we have to offer far beyond our dreams. Father, that this is not about what we think we have. Lord, but this is about how we would wish to serve you. Father, that the ambition uh, that we have is actually about our desire to be part of your plan. That humbling thought, Lord, that you would wish for us to take a full part in your plan. Lord, I'd ask you, you would challenge us about The way that we prioritize our time and i know that i can find time to do things yet lord i'm it's so easy to see time as a barrier for what we would give back to you lord that as we go from here this morning we would take that leaflet that has been produced in the bulletin lord and that we would pray over the roles and the work that's in there, whether that's about connect groups or worship groups, prayer teams, tea, coffee, rotors, youth work, whatever, Lord, that we wouldn't just walk out of here, but we would feel challenged to see what opportunity there is, Lord, to take part in a journey and in that journey of giving selflessly, Lord, that you would grow us in our discipleship, that you would give us that encouragement that comes from walking together as a community in your name father that we would see the fulfillment to be part an active part of your body lord love so amazing so divine it demands my soul my life my all lord would that be our prayer as we leave here today and reconsider what giving our life and our all could mean for our contribution to Bretton Baptist Church. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks, Rob. We're going to conclude now with Worship Richard and, uh, and the team.